you know, they'll say that, oh, gosh, you can't copy anything. You've got to make it up out of your head. Well, I'm sure everybody listening to that say, well, I couldn't do that. <laughs> and I honestly don't think I could. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Ah, oh, it's good to be back. Yes. <laughs> we had a little break, didn't we? we well, we did, yeah. What yeah, seemed like was... a little break. Yeah. Well, you were very busy, though. I mean, it was nice to see you down here, though, for a, a couple of weeks. Mm. Have you to ourselves for a little while. <laughs> but now you're back home, working hard, getting all the business up to date and all the other things. Mind you, you've kept up with it since um, you've been away. I don't know how you do it sometimes, Steve. I really don't. You, you've got um, all the acting and all the scripts to worry about. Then you've got the business to sort out and you do that while you're here as well. So I think you do a really good job. And I'm sure everybody appreciates it. Oh, thanks. thanks. We do. <laughs> I don't know quite how I do it either. Somehow I do. <laughs> <laughs> um so yes, it's been a busy, busy couple of weeks. Um, like I say, we we had a two-parter last time, and we recorded that in advance because I don't think there was any way I could get a uh, podcast in last week. <laughs> I think that was going to be impossible. No, 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 so no, I'm no, glad no. we did that, and uh, this one is fresh and new for this week. Good. So uh, this week we put up the baby giraffe. Yes, giraffe, as you say. Yes. Uh, I say giraffe, you say giraffe, whatever. Um, but that's that's people have really uh, taken to that. They love that picture. It's a lovely picture anyway, and very different, different from what they've had before. It's it's not a million miles away from the rhino, is it? In 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 as much as the uh, the creases and the lines had to be worked out. Um, you just it's not like a normal fluffy animal, which you don't have those sort of problems. But with those kind of animals, you do. It's like an elephant. An elephant is another one that's has got those creases, which are hard to. Uh, you if you put them in, they look very drawn in i know they have been but they look like it that's right if you're not careful and uh i had a a little bit of a tussle with that but it came up really well i was very pleased and it's encouraged me steve to do more pictures of that kind of thing which Mm. you don't see many pictures do you never any paintings of giraffes no i I, I think because i imagine like you just said the the texture of the fur skin whatever you know the Mm. It's such a unique texture that it's... I, I haven't felt a giraffe, but I imagine it's kind of a velvety kind of style. Yes, of yes, yes. Or, or whatnot. So it's kind of... It's something that's, that's that you wouldn't think, how the hell am I going to produce that with mm. past pencils mm. if I haven't done anything like that before? That's right, exactly, exactly. And and when you come down to the spots, now spots on a baby giraffe are fluffier than when they they, they tend to get smoother as the giraffe grows. And uh, you, you when you look at them, they just look as though there's fur with spots on it. But in fact, they are little fluffy, almost fluffy round balls on there, flattened out and uh, on the baby ones. And when I saw that, I thought, gosh, this is going to be a tricky one. But actually, once again, the pastel pencils come up trumps and they, they produce them. Again, it probably would be difficult in any other medium, Steve, if you think about it. Mm. 
to get that texture. To get the texture, yeah. It's the texture that key is the key. I think this is what I, I think pastel pencils create and give us. It gives us texture. It gives the impression of texture where um, other mediums, oil, watercolour, acrylic, can't do that. It can't give you that, that r- realness. I don't think there's such a word as that, but that's it. it's coming to my mind. I think it's you because, as, well, there is actual texture on the paper. Mm, that's like, right. It, it, there is a physical uh, side to it with the layers and everything else. There is more, mm. it feels like there's more of a grittiness to it. Mm. Um, yes. So, and that's probably what gives you more depth. I'm sure. Normally than, you know, a watercolour wash or something like that. It's because there is actually physically on the paper, you know, it's a different... Yeah. It's a different feeling, a different uh, texture on the paper. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It works really well. And the people, I think, uh, are trying it now. And they're Good. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm looking forward to seeing how they cope with it because I would have thought ordinarily without any instruction that would have been a, a real tough one but with the instruction they should be able to get a crab, grab hold of the the techniques mm. so i wanted to talk about we've spoken on last uh, previous episodes about uh, art colleges and things like that and mm. doing um, courses and uh, the ups and downs to going to art college and doing courses and things like that Mm. Um, we've had a few inquiries recently that's still talking about art colleges and we sort of, we don't want to go over old ground necessarily um, because we've spoken about it before and people would have heard us talking about it before but what's interesting we've realised with these some, some of these courses and colleges and stuff is that they are requiring you to create from nothing really mm. Mm. Um pictures mm. so you know if you said oh I'm, I'm copying this from this they sort of i don't know if they look down on you but i get the impression that they kind of don't see that as the same as well no this should be coming from your mind or you know this should you've mm. got to just conjure something up from nothing and create you know uh, a masterpiece that's right feeling or something mm. and I, I just think what do you what's your opinions on that kind of approach well I think there are two schools of thought on this. One is if you were wanted to make a living at art in in the uh, in the real sense of the word, that is not paint pictures for people. I'm talking about in the commercial area. I think you'd almost certainly have to go to art school and art college because they teach you uh, the techniques of being able to color and design and so on. Now. This is one of the things that would put me off of going because I knew that when I was when I first started out, I wouldn't be any good at make you know making up things, and I, I, I wasn't really interested in the theory side of it. But if you were serious and you wanted to be a professional uh, graphic artist, then I think you'd have to go to art school, and only if very few of the people that go there would actually end up being graphic artists because it's a talent which only few people have. It's a bit like going to music school. If you just was an ordinary person, you want to go to a music school and you wanted to learn to play music, they would teach you the basic idea of it, but it would rely on your talent in the end and uh, your natural talent. And if you haven't got that, I'm sorry, you drop out. Like acting's the same. You know that 90% of actors don't get any jobs afterwards uh, who go to college. 
So this is where this is where I come from. Now, with ours, it's a different setup altogether because anybody can draw what we do, and we know that, and we've proved it over the past. But when they come to us, they they, ha- they rely on uh, learning the techniques from the leisure side of it, you know, the leisure as opposed to the professional side. Now, a lot of artists, and we know some of our uh, members have actually become semi-professional, I would say. They're probably not doing it for a living, but they're doing they're doing paintings for people, commissions for people, and getting paid for it. So you could call them semi-professional. I don't, I can say, I don't know of anybody, although there might be a few of, of the members or people that I've taught in the past that have actually gone on to become professional artists in their own right. In fact, I do know one, Tim Harvey was one, who uh, studied art under us uh, in the early days, and he did actually become a professional artist. So it, it does happen. Uh, but we come from a different direction. We ca- I don't teach people to draw old boots and uh, you know I don't teach people the theory of color they pick it up they pick it up through the pictures and generally speaking uh, they do a great job of it but we're looking at it from a different point of view we're looking at it from a leisure point of view and uh, and I think it's just like acting Steve you, if I can compare it with that um, People that go into acting, amateur dramatics, they do really well at it. And we know, and you know, quite a few actors who are good actors. They're not professional actors, but they're good actors. And they can enjoy their acting through the leisure side. So I think this is the same. And it's the same with everything, isn't it? Same with music, everything. It's the same idea. So I think you've just got to look at it from two points of view. But I think one of the problems is when people uh, uh, from, say, some of our members like what they're doing and think, really, I need to go into this more thoroughly. I want to do, I want to learn art. I want to you know, be a professional artist, perhaps a graphic artist, then, and they then apply to the colleges, they'll find that the colleges don't go down our road at all. They don't want you to copy anything. They want you to do it from your head. They also will teach you completely different techniques to the way I um, go about it. You know, they'll say that, oh gosh, you can't copy anything. You've got to make it up out of your head. Well, I'm sure everybody listening to that say, well, I couldn't do that. <laughs> and I honestly don't think I could. I mean, people see me do it. They see me uh, and I say, well, you know, I'm doing this um, uh, elephant or rhino or whatever, and I'm going to make the background up. And I do. I make it all up. So you say, well, you're making it all up, Colin. Can't, why can't we? There's a difference between that and the actual making up the animal. If I was to draw the animal straight up without copying, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. I need that reference. Uh, it's the way I, and everybody knows that. I've not never made a secret of it. I do look at pictures and I do copy them. Uh, that's my point of reference. The only thing I would say is our pictures that we do are much more realistic than people who try to do it freehand. We've, I've said so many uh, instances where I've gone into art 
the art uh, galleries where, uh, you know, this idea of copying is wrong. So I just make it up out of my head and they look absolutely awful because you haven't got that, those points of reference, which you have when you do it our way. So that's my take on it, Steve. It's, it just comes across as a more a practical, I don't mean practical as in sensible, I mean practical as in hands-on approach than to be doing theory and things like that. It's like with my approach with the acting, I've, I've learned, I didn't go to drama school, I, I couldn't afford to, but I just, what everything I've learned has been on the job and I feel like our approach is on the job kind of work just by doing it. Absolutely. Um, and when you go to art school, I mean, I suppose if you really want to indulge yourself in the theory and it's something that you really want to take on and understand, then uh, that's fair enough. Um, but I think you can get the same by l doing pictures and then understanding and being aware of what you're doing. Not, you know, not necessarily just, you know, saying, oh, that looks nice, I've done that, but saying, oh, why did that look nice? Oh, it's because... You know, I've used these colours or look at the colours. I said this before, when I'm, um, when I'm seeing the orders coming in for pencils and I'm seeing the range of colours that people are ordering, I could almost guess what kind of picture they're doing because of the tones <laughs> yeah, that's right. that they're picking. And um, I think if, you know, if people probably do this anyway. They look at their range of pencils that they've, they've bought or the ones that they're doing for the picture and you look across the spectrum at the end of the, the, color, uh, the, the pencil the colours you can see there's a running theme with the tones that you've picked for the picture so there's an element of that theory that could be sort of you could go oh okay I'm understanding these kind of colours that I'm picking or how do these colours differ from the last colours I chose or Colin chose yeah. for the last picture so I yeah. think there could be an element of theory applied to what people do on our um, thing but I think you get everything still that you would get um, you would the only thing is, if you if you applied for a job as an as an artist to a company, uh, they would say, "What? Uh, what's your qualifications, please?" Uh, well, I went to uh, I studied through Colin Bradley Art, and that's who. Who's he? You say, "Ah, well, uh, he's a, he's an artist that um, is well renowned for his pastel pencils." Well, I've never heard of him. Ah, well, can I give you his website? And they say, yes, go on then. We, we might as well find out who you're talking about. They go on to it and say, oh, no, this is no good. No, that, that's no good. No, no, you can't come from that direction at all. Sorry, you've not got the job. Now, that's a, that's a, you know, a hypothetical um, answer. But that's the kind of thing that wouldn't be tolerated because you haven't learned the theory. You haven't gone through the motions. You haven't... Uh, learnt all the things that we're going to ask you to be doing. So as a job, it wouldn't work that way. But as we know that people um, have done pictures for their friends, their relatives and complete strangers, and those people have gone absolutely mad about the pictures that they've done. They say, wow, you are great. You are fantastic. You are wonderful. And I totally agree with that, because when I see the pictures coming out, I am amazed at the quality and um, of and the variations as well. People go from portraits to landscapes and so on, and they do a fantastic job, but they're doing them as a leisure pursuit. Therefore, they are thoroughly enjoying what they do. I can't honestly think most of our 
customers, if they went through an art school, they'd actually enjoy it. I'm sure they wouldn't. They would keep. They would keep on. When are we going to actually draw something? When it's all very well talking for three months, we've been talking about you know uh, uh, different colours and different techniques. When are we actually going to do a drawing? And they said, "Oh well, you have to be patient. You know that will come in the next two or three years. Two or three years, they say. <laughs> what well, well, no Colin way. expects us to do it straight away. You see what I mean? This is what I'm getting at. So we, we, we're that's where I think people uh, have got to draw the line. They've got to say, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Ninety-nine percent of the people, or our members, and the people that look at us and follow us, are leisure artists." I, I still consider myself a leisure artist. I don't really call myself a professional artist, Stephen. I'm a leisure artist. I'm someone who makes a living from teaching people to do what I do. Fair enough. Isn't it interesting? And funny enough, going way, way back, and, and I, I've mentioned this before, but it's worth bringing it up again. When I took some of my paintings along to a professional artist, a marine artist, when I first started out, for his approval. And he said, well, you know, this is this is really good. There's a, you've got a, a good style, and I think that, you know, you're going to do well at that. I said, well, do you think I ought to go and take, uh, you know, go to art school? He said, promise me, promise me you won't do that. Because if you do, you'll lose the talent that you've now got. You see what I mean? So it's it's a natural talent that that people have, and it's in it's in us all. You know, some of some are better than others. But if you go to art school, they'll drum it out of you. They say, "Oh, this is no good. You can't go down that road. Now you've got to do this, that, the other." Um, and I would have been destroyed, and therefore, and I was only just doing you know painting as a uh, as a leisure pursuit. Then there was no teaching involved, so nothing nothing of this would have happened had I actually followed that original idea. But perhaps I ought to go to art school and learn to draw and paint. It's because also you're putting your enjoyment in someone else's hands. So when you know you might enjoy it, but that person or your teachers at the school or whatnot are going to influence where, how much you enjoy it. We always remember subjects at school that we used to enjoy, and the reason why we enjoyed it was because the teachers we had were great. Yes, um, you know, that's right. One person might say, oh, I didn't like maths, and another person might say, well, I loved maths. Well, why? Because the teacher was brilliant. We remember the teacher more than we remember the subject, and I think... Yeah. It, in the instance of something as serious as something you enjoy like art or music or acting if you get an amazing teacher you'd enjoy it but if you get a teacher that's not so good that puts you down or or whatnot they're going to influence how much you're going to enjoy that they're going to change your perspective maybe i'm just oh i think you're absolutely right because they're they're coming from that different direction you know they're coming from another place you're you're coming from your place and they're coming from another place they know if if you are serious about that they know where you've got to be one of the things i would say to people if people are interested in perhaps pursuing uh, an art degree an art course i would tell them to first of all before they do anything at all go along to the tape gallery and uh, view the Tate Gallery's work, because that's the kind of work that they'll be turning out. And if they say, but I don't want to do that, 
then don't go down that road then, because that's the kind of thing that they're looking at. They're looking at contemporary art. They're looking at uh, abstract art. They're looking at, and I'm not knocking any of it, and it sounds as though I probably am, but I'm not knocking it. If that's what people want to do, fine, then that's what they can do. But if they want to do the kind of work that we do and produce the kind of pictures we do, then they, they, they can't go or they shouldn't go to art school or art colleges or degree courses where is it going to get them anyway do they think they're going to make a better job of my pictures or our pictures i'm sorry i don't think they are it's going to change them it's going to change the way they think about it okay good good discussion on that i thought that was well worth talking about again and uh, just mentioning just because we'd had some inquiries about it hmm. Hmm. um the we've had a another comment come through the website uh username was creative and they talked about masked masking tape and that they're when they're pulling it um off of their picture it's tearing the paper or pulling the layer of pastel paper over the top and we mm. just take the opportunity to talk about that a little bit because there, and there is you do show on a lot of your videos uh on the on the members site how to to peel that away Yes, that's right. Yes. As long as they peel it away from it, the the pastel paper that we use is made up of several layers anyway. You know, they're they're compressed together. So you you could well, when you take the tape, it doesn't always happen. It it depends, Steve, on one, the kind of masking tape you've got, how strong it is, because some are are weaker than others. Um, The stronger the tape, the more likelihood you've got of that happening. And also, how long it's been on there. I mean, if it's, I've had uh, a picture, not necessarily recently, but in the past, where I've had it on the on taped on the board for um, quite a few weeks, you know, up to a month or two. When you try to get that off, it's pretty hard to get off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you tear that and you tear it away, you always pull it away. I've showed this many, many times. You pull it away from the picture. So if there's any uh, ripping of the paper or um, layers of the paper coming off, it'll come off on the spare bit, and that's not going to be uh, a problem. Um, so that's one thing that can happen if uh, if it's been on there a long time. But if it's been on there a shorter amount of time, usually on my pictures, that's only there um, a few days. But even then, it can take doesn't it doesn't always happen, but it can take off the uh, the edge. But as long as you're pulling away from it, it's never caused me any problem ever. Okay. But so I would say that you see what are the alternatives, Steve? Really, if you think about it, you can if you have if you put the brown tape on the sticky tape, which you have to lick, or you can put it you can put it uh, rub water on with your finger. But it's better to lick it really. That sticky tape that I use when I do watercolor, I, I use sticky tape. Um, when that goes on, that can't be removed at all. You can't get that off at all. That, that's got to be cut off. You have to cut round with a blade. So in other words, you leave it on there. Uh, and that's okay with the, the sticky tape because the sticky tape is very, very thin. It doesn't have the thickness of the masking tape. So when you put it under a mount, it goes under a mount easily. There's no um, no pu- push away from the, uh, the painting from the edge of the inside edge of the mount. But uh, if you were to use that masking tape and leave that on, you could get 
uh, a lifting, slight lifting away from the inside of the mount on the edges. So I would never leave masking tape on. I'd always take it off. Right. I hope that helps. I think it does. It does. And I just want to end with a nice email that we've had from Marion. Marion says, hi, just to let you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed the free watercolour course and the kitten course too. I've never used pastel pencils before, but can now see myself adding this to my growing hobby of arts and crafts. As a retired teacher, I recognise what a brilliant skill Colin has for reaching out to people and bringing out the best in them. It felt like I had a personal tutor sat next to me, helping me along. Having looked through your website and listened to your podcast, I feel I know you personally. So congratulations on a fantastic website. Thanks so much. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you, Marion. That's, that's, uh, it is nice. It's nice to me. Uh, but that's the sort of thing you should show some of these um, these art colleges and these art groups when you go. So that, well, that's what some of Colin's students think of him. You may not think he's very good, but uh, some people do. <laughs> you're putting yourself down. They might, they might say that you're amazing. That's true. That's true. No, I don't think they will somehow. I, I have been knocked in the past about uh, the way I do it. And uh, I don't care. I don't care. I've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people who go the other way. So <laughs> why should I worry about the odd, odd one or two? I've got a few dislikes. You know, when you when you see our, pic, our, our videos, you, you know, there's a few people don't like them. Fortunately, not many, but uh, some do. So it's not everybody. You can't appeal to everybody, Steve. You can't. The purest, the purest artists won't really go along with what I do. It's strange, isn't it? When I I see modern art, as I just did earlier on, I mentioned it. Yeah, when I see modern art, contemporary art, and so on, I say I don't knock it I say look it's not my kind of thing but other some people like it and I can see that there is a certain amount of merit in what you do I say that to them but they won't say the same thing to me mm. they 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 go yes but you, you you you're doing it you're copying it for goodness sake you know you should do it by it so they they don't give me any leeway but I give them leeway mm. bit unfair really but they are there we go. That's, uh, that's their opinion, and, and that's up to them, isn't it? Mm, mm, absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week for another show, uh, another fresh show. No pre-recorded uh, <laughs> one bolted onto this one for next week, so we'll be, uh, <laughs> we'll be with you. So uh, keep your questions and emails coming into us uh, via the website, colinbradleyart.co.uk, and uh, we'll answer them. Good, good. I look forward to it. Okay, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy your week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 